The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into the On Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper live at Enterprise Center in St. Louis, where the Illini are sending their fans home for the holidays and holiday cheer, Derek Piper. A no-doubter 97-73 win over Missouri. Terrence Shannon Jr. looked like an All-American because he is 30 points, 11 rebounds, 12 fouls drawn, by the way, for Terrence Shannon. 16 free throw attempts, four assists, two steals, two blocks. Then you have Quincy Garrier, career high, not just a season high, 28 points. What's gotten him offensively? Eight rebounds. And then Coleman Hawkins, really good performance, been really consistent offensively, 15 points, seven rebounds, two steals, and a block as well. 97-73, Derek. They're up 27 at halftime. So I check in with you, the vibes expert. The vibes are very different compared to last year heading into the holidays. The vibes are very, very on, man. They're on. They, this team looks really, really good. They're connected. Uh, they got ability to move the ball right now. 17 assists tonight was fantastic. Uh, we know defensively they've been really, really good. Like, the fact of they got a lot of high-level defenders, Ty, Terrence, uh, Coleman, obviously. I think Quincy uh, with his physicality. Uh, this is something that uh, they've been able to build. But now the steps forward they are taken offensively. Shannon's had a great year up to this point, an All-American type of candidacy. But – what they're piecing him around him right now with, with Quincy playing like this, with Coleman stepping up and finding a rhythm, uh, Damask, I mean, seven assists tonight. I mean, he didn't even shoot it that well, but goes 10, seven and seven uh, with a nice almost triple double. So uh, it, it was fun. Tonight was a lot of fun. A lot of fans should be enjoying all of this, going with great vibes and uh, dig the fact that you look on Ken Palm and they're number eight in the country right now. Like that's, that's a big deal. So, 
Uh, Missouri, no, they're not very good. Uh, and, and they've been down big to a lot of teams, including Minnesota on the road. They're down 20. So uh, we do have to take that into context. But uh, I, I do think tonight was a lot about Illinois, uh, just what they're building right now, the maturity they have, the killer instinct that, they, that they're starting to to play with. And it, it all starts with Terrence. Uh, I, the, their feed off of him, he talked going into this game that, uh, you know, it, it stuck with him how this game was an embarrassment last year and that he was going to make sure everybody was following his lead uh, and, and feeling those feelings, even if they weren't in that locker room last season uh, when they were down, you know, 35 points in the second half that, uh, you know, they were going to approach it as, as if they were on that team. So that's just that's just him yeah. being an alpha dog. And, I mean, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. So, yeah, I mean, when you think of the year Kofi Coburn had, his final year at Illinois. And you think of the year I would assume who had in his final year. Terrence Shannon is up in that tier. Like what he is doing right now yeah. is up in that tier. And you and I, like all last season, we sat there and said, this guy's unbelievable. His physical talent. Uh, and Brad Underwood brought that up when I asked him about like what makes him different. It's just his physical ability. And now, Derek, you mesh that with comfortability of being the man of being the alpha dog and doing that from the tip off until the close of the game. Now that he's doing that, he's unstoppable. Like he's just such a physical force. And when you add the skill that he has garnered with all the hard work he's put in um, and, and now you bring in that demeanor of I'm the best player on the court and you can't stop me. And Oh, I'm also going to make my teammates better. Like he should have had like seven or eight assists tonight. His teammates missed some open shots in that first half, but just to put the pedal to the metal get the ball, go in transition. Um, the defense was phenomenal, allowed them to get in that transition. But when you got a guy like that, how do you stop him? So, like, I tweeted out after the game, like, you're going to have three All-Americans, first-team All-Americans probably, in, in four years. This has been an unbelievable run. Kudos to Brad Underwood and his staffs for getting these guys. But um, his improvement, Terrence Shannon's improvement from last year to put this all together, to get an extra year of him has been such a coup. He's an NBA player playing college basketball right now. And I, I put this season so far of what we've seen. We've got to see the culmination of it, Derek. But I put it up there with the IOs and the Kofis. Like somebody tweeted at me, and I want to give them credit. I, I don't have the name in front of me. Terrence Shannon's going to have his banner hanging in Illinois this season he's having right now and the two years' impacts he's had. Yeah, that's a great call. And I was going to say it's such rare air because those guys do have their jerseys hanging above the court that they farm center. So it's one that you're cautious of, of trying to put other guys in that conversation. Uh, and certainly with Io and Kofi, it was bringing the program back uh, in a sense. So definitely different in terms of just the context of, of their legacies. But uh, also, I mean, Terrence choosing Illinois and just continuing this on, like the fact that Illinois is three years removed from Iowa Sumo being in Illinois Jersey. Kofi Coburn, two years removed from being in Illinois Jersey. And Illinois is a top 15, maybe on the way to being a top 10 team. And they've got an All-American once again leading that charge. So uh, that is a lot to do with Terrence coming to Illinois finally and also uh, being able to come back and get him. So. And I don't want to, I, I hate to interrupt you, Derek, but you made a great point of like their, their legacy. Io and Kofi is getting it there. Trent Frazier and Damante, to an extent, is, is getting it there. Terrence is keeping it there, keeping, yeah. that, keeping that standard. And, and, you know, Brad Underwood is not just this one group, right? And I want to give him a lot of credit here, too, Derek. I, I remember somebody that, that, that speaks a lot giving this team a D 
for their offseason additions. It's like you got Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins back, which Coleman is playing great right now. I want to get into that. But Quincy Garrier, we're seeing what Brad Underwood envisioned of the toughness uh, from Syracuse, the rebounding, the ability to go to the basket, and the shooting that he had at Oregon all coming together. His last three games, Derek, 65 points. 10 of 18 shooting. He is progressing to the mean of his three-point shooting after starting year two for 20 at 50 points in his first eight games. Uh, Marcus Domas, we've seen what he's capable of doing. And he had open shots, didn't make them tonight. If he's making them, boy. Um, and then, you know, I, point guard is is a concern, but everything else on this team is loaded. Like <laughs> that, that, that is their big flaw right now, but uh, it hasn't killed them. Uh, Tennessee game maybe was one, um, but man, this has been – I love that Brad Underwood put together a roster he likes and that he wanted uh, of guys that he wanted, and, and so far it's, it's looked pretty good. So I think Brad Underwood deserves a lot of credit for that because this roster has his fingerprints all over it. Like he wanted to go get these guys personally. Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at the fact of how quickly when those guys went into the portal, he targeted them and shut it down. Like Marcus Damask, he's in the portal for a week, and he's on Illinois' campus – no other visits. It's done. Quincy Garrier, he's on. He's in the portal for two days, and then he's in Champaign, and it's done. Within he's he wasn't even in the portal for a week. He's already committed to Illinois. Obviously, there's a previous relationship there. Justin Harmon was another one they made quick work of. He knew what he wanted. He knew exactly what he wanted, uh, and what would fit around Terrence and Coleman if they if he got those guys back. Now, also, it was a good read on their part. They had a lot of confidence, or a, a pretty good confidence, that Terrence was going to return and that was a good bet that was a good read on the situation and also uh they're sending packages to orlando right now for not giving him that early second round guarantee uh getting coleman back obviously was huge as well the the point guard was the finishing touches it was supposed to be the last last domino and this team would answer every every box if they would have gotten that uh but even even so without checking that I, I still think that there's obviously a ton to like about this team I, I we've talked about it for months now I just feel like Damask and Garrier are their roles align very well with what the team needs of them things that they've already shown they can do in college like Marcus Damask was posting up at Southern he was knocking down threes at Southern he was being a high IQ player uh, and a role I mean he was a star and now he's an role guy uh, Quincy rebounding uh, developed into a pretty good three-point shooter. He's increased his productivity from beyond the arc every year in college. And you're really getting the best version of Quincy Garrier now. So uh, you're putting them in, in situations where Terrence attracts so much attention and those guys benefit from that. But then also it's it's it goes both ways because now when you collapse the lane, which Mizzou was so terrified of Terrence getting downhill, they were cheating off those corners. And Illinois could have made probably seven more threes tonight and blown this thing to a 40 point yeah. game and they were wide open shots. Yeah. So, I looked at you. I looked at you at one point and I'm like, I don't even think they're shooting that well. They stand up 11 for 33 from three. Like, and, yeah. and a lot of them were good shots. I didn't have a lot of issues with the shots they took tonight, but it was like, if Domask makes two, right. It, 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 he was of seven tonight. Right. Like, if he makes a couple of them, um, it just felt like in Goody, Goody had some open ones that he missed. Yeah. Went one for four. Those guys are combined. Yeah, one for 11 for those guys. Harmon airballed one. 
got got one closer to the rim the next time. Those guys went a combined one of 13, and you still made 11 threes on the night. So yeah. um, let's get into that, Derek, because I, I think that was the main takeaway tonight is their defense clamped down on Missouri, and Missouri wanted to press. They wanted to slow Illinois down. But Illinois didn't allow them to make shots. They were, what, one for 17 from three in, in the first half or something like that? And One for 17. Yeah, and then Illinois just out and ran. Shannon was unbelievable. Uh, he should have had like eight or nine assists tonight, like what he was doing in transition. But then getting to the rim and obviously scoring like he did, getting to the free throw line like he did. Um, and you're going to write about it, I know. But the way they're distributing the ball, the way they're sharing the ball – what do you see about this team's connectivity? Well, Coleman said it afterwards. They know who they are. They have an identity this year where last year they were searching for it, trying to find it. Brad tried to give the team a lot of freedom. And then, but also it was the struggle of not having the structure. and It didn't align how he planned. They, they planned to have a five-out team and, and read-and-react type stuff. And they, they were young. They were too young, uh, had too much stagnation and isolation. And then, uh, you know, it just, it just never – worked the way they wanted this year it, it's worked perfectly because uh, they have high iq players they got unselfish players uh they don't have too many me guys i mean they they're very team oriented um and, and they're old they're the guys that know what works like terrence is seeing the floor and making decisions a lot better this year than he was last year he's not one of those the, the moments of him putting his head down and getting caught into a brick wall and in and, and the lane there's a lot less this year so far because he's seeing the play develop. He's seeing where he can hit guys. He's seeing when he can get there, but also, uh, you know, when he can stop and pop himself or also uh, dish it off. And then uh, Brad also talked about the spacing. I think that's been huge. And I know some people after a lot of games are complaining about Dane Danger's minutes. Like it, so much of Coleman playing the five just unlocks all of what Illinois wants to do. You, you don't mid post, you can't mid post Marcus DeMass and, I thought Ty was a little bit more aggressive tonight, which was encouraging. You can't have those guys post up with a five-man standing on the other block. It just doesn't work. Like it, 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 so Coleman's ability to, to space it out, and he when he's making threes, this team is so much more is that much more dangerous. Which he's making them tonight, uh, and, and it's just it's a great relationship of Coleman at, on the perimeter and a guy that can pass and make some connecting type of plays. Marcus in the mid post. Uh, Ty can can post a little bit and Shannon downhill. And, and then yeah. you can sprinkle in Quincy's making corner threes. Luke Goody can make corner threes. And I also want to give Quincy a lot of credit. Like I continue to be impressed with his off the bounce. Like that's a different, that's a different level. There are guys who can catch and shoot from that corner. We've seen DeMonte do that for a year, even Luke Goody, not to knock those guys, but it's different when that guy can also shot fake it and go to the basket and, and finish it or draw a foul. Like that's really been impressive, and it, it just seven free throws tonight for for Quincy Garrier. Yeah. And hey, Illinois, not a, not a great free throw shooting night for Terrence Shannon, but they made twenty two of thirty one. Like this team's starting to become a, a better free throw shooting. It wasn't great tonight, but uh, his ability to draw fouls, get easy points. Like Shannon's able to do that. You had Quincy to that. Domas can get to the line. Um, you know, Coleman can rip and drive a little bit, and starting to show that game as well. But I agree with you. Like you are getting. The idea of Quincy Garrier combining these games that he had at Syracuse and Oregon, like it's coming to fruition right now, and not against these pushover teams. I mean, Tennessee was that was an unbelievable game. Colgate potentially being an NCAA tournament team, 
Uh, and now Mizzou, I don't think it's a great Mizzou team, but it's a, it's a power six team here. So I, what he's doing, I, I got a take I'm working on here, Derek. Uh, I looked at you at one point. I go, is he playing like a pro? Like, <laughs> I don't think he's like a, a longtime NBA guy, but because he's oh, what, 24 years old already. But they want guys who can shoot, who can go off the bounce and attack the basket, can rebound, can defend. That's a guy who can work his way into a cup of coffee at the very least for me. Like he, you are getting a guy who is highly touted and, and reaching the peak of his career. And I got to give Underwood credit for this stuff, right? The development of Terrence Shannon, who was a three and D guy at Texas tech, the development of Quincy Garrier, who's just kind of this guy or that guy, like they're getting the most out of him. So you got to give those guys a lot. Matthew Meyer, let's be honest, like was a sixth man off the bench and he became an all big 10 third team guy last year. I know he's got his flaws, but that transfer development is something they can sell long-term, but it's also huge for the short term. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, being able to get Terrence to a point where he's doing so much more, obviously in the alpha role off the dribble uh, and just getting more layers to him uh, in terms of like now being a guy that really buys into I don't know, you know, we didn't we follow him as closely at Texas Tech, but I felt last year he wasn't as taking it personal defensively. I feel like that that's that's kind of goes hand in hand, I think, with leadership. I think that's that's a guy that has just so much investment. It is it's so focused on setting the tone. I and then the hustle play, like the, the hustle play he made or hustle plays, and he's diving on the floor a couple of times. He's sprinting from one end of the court to the other corner to save the ball, then coming down to to get the layup. Um special. It's it was, special. yeah, and we saw we saw there were obviously when Iowa's last year got a couple triple doubles. It's it's hunting those rebounds. It's doing just having the the full well rounded game, and yeah, and, and then taking Quincy, who's who's got some some tools and physicality and everything. And I I tweeted like there needs to be a Hallmark Christmas movie of uh, these guys, these these two parties that are flirting a little bit, have a connection, and they finally get together for this this great marriage that's, that's blossoming right now. And uh, I agree with you. Like he is a guy that, yeah, he's older, but he does look like a, a guy that can make it a decent living for himself. And at the next, whatever that, that next level is, even if it is maybe a chance uh, in the league. So uh, I know Coleman's not a transfer, but his, his development as well. I mean, that, that's obvious. I, if you want to talk development, that you can do it for the guys they recruited out of high school. You can do it for the, the transfers. Um, that, that's definitely a big point for sure. I mean, you could have Terrence be a first-round draft pick. He looks like it. I know he's old, but uh, if Chris Duarte can get drafted that high, Terrence Shannon should get drafted that high in a bad draft. So great job by him and his agent to make that decision, make a bunch of NIL money, uh, and and come back and be a first-round pick most likely the way he's playing. Um, Coleman Hawkins, Derek, the last three games, double figures. I I looked it up. He's only done that twice of three straight games plus with – double-digit points in his career. Once when Kofi was out, beginning of his sophomore year with that suspension, and then uh, last year had four straight games uh, with 10-plus points. That offense is is coming together for Coleman, and you're starting to see the guy who has intrigued NBA scouts with that skill set, with the, his ability on defense, the ability to stretch it out, create space, which is what they all want, to be able to shoot the three really well. It was three of five tonight. Um, the ability to rebound and create and, you know, move the ball. Like the ball does not sit with him anymore. Like he had one bad shot. I felt like on that step back when he was feeling himself, but I'll allow it <laughs> when you're playing yeah. that well. Like Terrence has allowed that. 
Coleman has allowed it when you're when you're shooting that well. So I thought Coleman looked like an NBA prospect today. The, the guy we've been talking about, like I, I think any fan now is seeing just the value Coleman brings and why it's so hard to bring him off the floor. He was great tonight. Yeah, ability, obviously defensively still. You see the deflections. You see the just the anticipation, the the, the space that he creates, obviously, or the space that he can uh, fill uh, defensively with his length and mobility. And, and then being able to be that that pick-and-pop five, that stretch-the-floor guy, uh, able to make some, some passes, some reads that a skilled, modern big man that you want. So, uh, and I just thought, you know, Get him with pods. Get him with pods in Golden State. That's where he belongs. Oh, wow. Coleman and uh, TJD on the same team, too. TJD out there. Uh, Different styles, of course. But, yeah, him him and pods. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I think, obviously, that would be a great fit. Um, I I love it. Like, we've we've been talking about it forever. I know we've been asking through the years we've covered him and asking Brad about it. You know, what's the key to getting consistency out of Coleman? And he's at times just kind of chuckled and be like, you know – I don't know. We're we're trying, and um, this is this is a consistent Coleman Hawkins. This is a guy that is playing confident. Uh, he's in a he's in a, a sink offensively. He's always been, you know, pretty darn reliable defensively. If he can just give this team less bad decisions, more of those in rhythm threes that he's he's very capable of making, um, it's it's exciting. So, uh, and, and then I think you know Coleman, or, or regardless who it was, just the the ability to to drive into the lane and you saw those like the quick decisions and the way the ball just was able to hit the weak side corner and, and, and then just drop it off here to this guy. And I, I think Coleman was part of that. And it just had the ball had a, a life about it tonight. That was just, it was pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. We'll get to a lot of your questions. If you want to send those in, uh, we'll get to those here coming up. We'd, we'd love to hear from you guys. I, I want to talk, though, Derek, about this stretch. We, we knew we'd learn a lot about Illinois in this early December stretch. Let's talk about it after a quick break from one of our great sponsors. Bustling holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days. Well, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all of your holiday to-dos. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holidays. Choose from 35-plus chef-crafted meals every week that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, protein-plus, and more wholesome options. So cross meal prepping off your list this holiday season with Factor. Skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, and get Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Head to factormeals.com slash Illini50 and use code Illini50 to get 50% off. That's code Illini50 at factormeals.com slash Illini50 to get 50% off. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, Derek, I want to bring up one thing. Uh, Illinois got a little turnover prone in that second half as that Missouri team started to make some shots, uh, started to turn that into that that press. Uh, You had Domask with three turnovers, Ty Rogers with three turnovers. Uh, Brad Edwards is going to put one of those on Justin Harmon for not helping. Uh, He was not very happy with Justin Harmon on one of those. But, um, yeah, Illinois had 10 turnovers, though, this entire game. That was a bad stretch, but 10 turnovers and I don't know how many possessions this game was, but it was a high possession game. Illinois scored 97 points. Is that a concern at all for you? I uh, still, it's something that they can clean up and, and still, I think, a weakness that teams can exploit. And you're going to have better defensive teams than Missouri be able to, to turn the pressure up, get in your face, uh, extend that beyond the half court line, and be able to turn over a team that doesn't have a real point guard. Uh, so I think that some of that reared its head there, especially in the second half. I mean, there was a long stretch. I think the first maybe 16 minutes of the game, they only had one turnover. Uh, it was really – they had a couple before that, you know, before halftime in the final stretch, and then really uh, as Mizzou was trying to work its way back in. But uh, with the mask or tie trying to bring it up, uh, that's still something that, you know, you're, you're asking non, non-point guards to do point guard-like things, and sometimes that's going to that's gonna happen. So on the whole, I think 10 turnovers, like you said, for the – the possession length and the fact that Missouri, they're top 50 in the country and turning people over. They turned Kansas over 16 times and think Seton Hall over 15 times. Uh, so, so you weren't in that that range. Um, on the whole, usually want to be under 10 uh, turns, but score 97 points. And they put up 1.4 points for possession. I'm not going to – I'm not going to that, – that's got to be probably their highest, obviously, against the high major. But that's yeah. elite offensive production. So – uh, won't nitpick that too much, but yeah, it is still something that you can point to because Rutgers turned them over 17 times, and a lot, of, a lot of that was dealt with, you know, pressuring Tide deep in the backcourt. It got to the point where you know Brad needed to say, "Hey, Marcus, we got to have you bring it up because Ty's getting, yeah. you know, loose with it and, and rushed." So um, it's still a pressure point for this team. Yes, but it doesn't. It didn't obviously matter too much tonight. All right, Derek, I just realized something. What's that? As long as they take care of business against Fairleigh Dickinson, this is the best non-conference for Brad Underwood, I think. Think about it, because he's not like they have not been great uh, in in the yeah. non-conference. Uh, I think the other team that would have the run there, um, no, not even that team, because the the wins they had, that Kofi led team, 
lost to Marquette. Of course, Kofi wasn't there. Then they had a terrible loss to Cincinnati and Kansas, uh, Kansas City. Beat Kansas State. They did beat Notre Dame. They had, uh, went over Iowa early, which was big. But then they lost to uh, Arizona in that great game at home. So I think this is I this is the best heading into the holidays that you felt about an Illini team because even that you know Iowa team in in 2021 the the number one seed they had lost to Baylor which no one's gonna blame them for that that was a great team Missouri they lost to though and then they lost to Rutgers so this is, feels like the best you felt about an Illinois team at least record wise under Brad Underwood going into the holidays and Fairleigh Dickinson you wrap up you go ten and two going into Big Ten play. Um, obviously we've learned a lot, Derek, winning three of these four games against high major opponents in December, the one loss being at Tennessee when he didn't shoot well, obviously probably settled a little bit too much for those shots, but he had the lead in the second half at a tough place to play. This team looks legit. This team looks like a big 10 contender. This team looks like a team that I would predict right now should, depending on matchups, of course, should be a team to, to make a run in March. They looked the part. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And even those games you lost, Tennessee, Marquette, I think you'd be fine with lining it up and taking another crack at those guys. You, you obviously belong in the court against them. Same goes for Kansas. FAU was a Final Four team last year. Uh, so I, I, this team is not going to get outclassed by anybody, I, I don't believe. So, uh, And the way they're rolling right now, they, they seem like they've got some momentum. So uh, they're an interesting matchup for Purdue too. Like Purdue's a, a sure freight train right now, but like th- this is this is a team that I feel like can be pesky to Purdue when you got two games against them. I agree because I think as you look at uh, you know Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer, Illinois' ability to throw Ty and Terrence at those guys and and the, the athleticism, uh, the length, and and try to bother those guys. And then uh, one thing Purdue's doing a really really well around Edie right now is hitting threes. Now Illinois might have to double, and that maybe changes some of the the makeup of, well, Illinois doesn't let you shoot a lot of threes uh, type of deal. But uh, I think, again, you know, Coleman could really key that. because I was going to say, Coleman not against getting out, yeah. He's not getting out similar and obviously to another level of, you know, Coleman made Hunter Dickinson pay, uh, you know, playing in that drop and uh, Coleman making four threes against Kansas uh, in that exhibition. And I, it's a, it's a, a really good matchup for sure. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, Coleman would have to stay out of foul trouble, but uh, it, that could be a game. You know, I, there's been game. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of stretches of, and people are still saying it, and I still can't necessarily argue pushback too much. But people saying you know Purdue's going to cruise to a Big Ten title and all this, they don't really have something to say about it. We'll see. Well, Purdue's already got one loss, so if Derek, Purdue. if you if you go into Purdue. Uh, and, and get a victory, and, and just like you don't walk into Mordor, you do not walk into Mackey and easily get a victory. Okay, but uh, that is that that place is unbelievable. I can't wait to go oh, back yeah. there because that 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 atmosphere is unbelievable right now, and it's a, it's a freight train of a team. It really is. But I just think it's a, it's such a fun matchup because they do things so differently, but they both do it so well. Like I think Purdue is a legitimate national title contender, uh, but I, I just two great coaches, two really good teams that give each other fits. That's going to be a lot of fun in two weeks, man. Uh, just two weeks down the road. What a high-level game and what a meaningful game in that Big Ten race. Because if Illinois is able to go and steal that one, all of a sudden Purdue's got two early losses uh, in the Big Ten. And, you know, if Illinois takes care of business at home against Northwestern, 
they they could have an early lead there. So that, that that's a lot of fun early in the going. Not to look over Fairleigh Dickinson, who beat Purdue, yeah. but I, I think Illinois yeah, should be team, okay but. there. <laughs> yeah. It should be okay, and they lost a couple guys. I mean, they're they're in the three hundreds in Ken Palm. Uh, Illinois I, can't overlook them. I can. Okay, so I'm yes. gonna look, overlook them. Yes. Uh, Illinois should steamroll fairly Dickinson. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, I got asked in the mailbag is Dre Gibbs Longhorn going to have over under one and a half games of 10 plus points this year. I'm, I've circled that as possibly one because you could be up a bunch. And uh, although Brad was, they were up 30. I think they were sending a message tonight. They yeah, were up 30 tonight and uh, the bench really wasn't getting in there. Yeah, Richard, $15 Super Chat. Appreciate you, Richard. That's awesome, man. What did you make of the bench not getting much playing time tonight? Brad letting his vets get some redemption? Go ahead, Derek. I think so. Yeah, I think it was sending the message. I think it was letting it out and, and kind of flexing it tonight with the, with the crowd and everything. I think that was part of it. Uh, I think when you look at the Dane minutes, it was just the fact that Coleman was a problem for them. You know, uh, it, it was a great matchup. It opens things up offensively. And Coleman's going to play a lot of minutes. And while we did see a little bit of, of sprinkling last game against Colgate of, of Coleman and Dane playing together, I just don't think that there's there's going to be a ton of that this season. Um, you know, matchup can dictate it. There will be a game, uh, some games where, where Dane maybe has it rolling in the post and it might make you lean into that. But number one, I mean, we've, we've been over this, but the way Quincy's playing, you're not pulling him off the court. And I just think the recipe for Illinois to do what they want to do just really makes sense with Coleman at the five. Um, I, I thought maybe you you would have got Dre uh, in there uh, a little bit more or sooner. I didn't love, you know, I love that Terrence got to 30 points. But right after that, he dies on the floor for a loose ball. And it's just – Get him out. You're up 30. You're up 30. You got to get him out for sure. Um, you don't want anything bad to happen. But I just feel like it was one of those just uh, let, let's let's leave no doubt. Let's go into – let's make a statement. We're on national TV. We're in front of a sold-out crowd. And let's go into the holiday break feeling really damn good about ourselves. And they were able to accomplish that. Yeah, we'll wrap up here in a little bit. We'll get to some of your questions. But, um, yeah, I understand the questions about Dane Dane just playing time. Like, they just aren't better with him on the court. Like, I, I like the ability to go to him when you need a big body. Like, they're going to need that. I like the ability. If you need offense, you can run some stuff for Dane. But – the rest of the offense kind of bogs down a little bit. Like we saw it a little bit tonight when Domas was trying to get to the lane and, and Dane's there. Like yep. and it's two guys now defending Domas. He's got to throw up a more difficult shot. Terrence broke it down a little bit as well. Um, and then defensively, they're just better when Coleman is on the court and those guys are just playing better. And I, I could argue Imani when he comes in, I know what he's, I'm getting out of him a little bit more sometimes uh, than Dane, who you got to run offense through. So Dane's a good player. I, I feel like yes. you know, if he's on another, another team, he could average 12 and eight every night and be really effective. It's hard for him as a player, I think, to get going, but he's just not what this team needs right now or, you know, like what makes them better, but they might need him at some points. We've talked about the Georgie thing, like Georgie, kind of lost his spot on that team because they just weren't as good at times with him on the court. But there's going to be moments in the season where I think they need him. And I get the fascination with Dre. I know it's happened with freshman guards the last couple of years, and people are worried about that happening again. Um, I just – right now, how do you go away from Damask and Ty Rogers? I, I know they can turn the ball over sometimes, but you're trying to win a game. You're trying to win some big games here. And, uh, you know, we've seen Dre come in and kind of force some things. It's what amazes me about Amani. He doesn't play like a freshman. Dre plays like a freshman when he comes in. And I'd like to work through some of those things, but you hope you can work through those in practice right now instead of these big-time environments. But 
it's not a perfect world, right? It, it's not a perfect world where all these guys are going to get playing time. You got eight guys. You got eight guys you're going to play with. And right now, Dane's going to get spot minutes. Um, maybe some nights he gets 10 to 12. Dre's going to find it hard to get playing time when Harmon, Rogers, Damas, Terrence Shannon are in front of him. Yeah, and I think the teams that are consistently in the top 10 in the country, I, I don't, we don't cover it as closely as, as their beat reporters do, but there's not a lot of national conversation on why are their freshmen not playing. It's, they do what they're supposed to do to win, and those guys either stick around or they don't, and, and that's just the way it is. You, you coach to, to maximize the team you have, and right now, yeah, I, Dre still needs to, to clean some things up, and it's hard when you, you only get like maybe one stint in a game, and if you take two shots and you miss them or you, you force it too much or you mess up, then maybe you don't get back in there, but – uh, in the age of NIL, Derek, where you keep guys longer, it feels like, yeah. like it feels like you're kind of going back more to the eighties and nineties where freshmen sat, yeah. they learned, and then they got to play. Right. Like, I, I, but I think there's, there's that nervousness of, of the transfer portal where people are of, of losing them. And they're just so used to freshmen making a big impact. Man, teams with a lot of freshmen don't win much anymore. Um, um, you know, you can have the Dukes, you can have, you know, Kansas can sprinkle one in, but Kansas is an old freaking team, mm-hmm. right? Like most teams are getting old and Illinois might be top 10 in the country next week. So yeah. I, I just, it's part of it. Just roll with <laughs> it for sure. And, and it, it, you know, there, there are guys that will stick it out. There, there are guys that will want to win. And then obviously see all these pieces, that, a lot of the pieces that are old depart after this year. Yep. Maybe he'll, you know, he could do the, the Jaden Epps and Sky Clark and go to one of the worst high major teams in the country too. Uh, I'm not. There it is. I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying that Dre is thinking about that or anything, but that's obviously what those guys did. Um, and with Dane, yeah. yeah and you know, and you know, Jaden Epps would not be averaging 18 points a game on this team. Sky Clark would not be averaging 15 points a game on this team. Uh, but this team's winning. Yeah. And if, if Illinois was still playing like they played with Kofi, then Dane would obviously make a lot of sense. They're just They're different. It, it, Brad, I can't argue with him because this current style of play is obviously getting the most out of this roster, and it's just it's it's maximizing Coleman's ability to to benefit this team too. So it is what it is. All right, Joel, is Shannon a lottery pick at this point? I don't know if I go that far. I think his age is going to get him. I, I've seen one draft. Um, you know, not from one of the, the major guys, but I've seen one draft get him in at number 12 here recently. I think his age is still something, but in a draft where there's just – it's a bad one, Derek. Somebody might just be like, I, I want a guy who's going to contribute on my team, um, but usually they go for the upside guy. But for a team that's ready to win, like, man, you put him on the Miami Heat, feel pretty good about Terrence Shannon. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks like a bona fide first-round pick. He's got – like he's got lottery talent. It's just his yes. age, right? I mean, it's he, just it's just about the investment, right? Like you want an investment that's going to go skyrocket and, and do all those things. Um, and yeah, teams are just not not going to invest that much in a finished product usually. But I do think there's teams once you get outside the lottery that are trying to win now. Miami Heat took Jaime Hawkins, who looks genius. Should have been a lottery really problem, right? Yeah, absolutely. More so. teams maybe should do that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's he's doing it all right now. 40% from three plus uh, the athleticism for sure. I, that's, that's one difference between him and Io uh, is that, you know, Io was was very quick and everything. But in terms of like the elevation, like finishing over people, 
through people, the end-to-end speed, the lateral. Like, there, there's no weakness in his athletic profile. It's just that he's an older guy. No, his NBA combines going to be ridiculous. Like, yeah. Shannon's a far superior athlete to, to Io Dezumu, and Io's not a bad athlete. Right. He's a fast one. Um, Lunkers says, this team is built for March. Do you agree, Derek? I think so. Yeah, I think so. They still got to continue to progress. Like It's about progression through a season. But I do think with older guys, with uh, a star, like ability to ride the back of a star, how many times have we seen in a tournament, um, you know, somebody be able to just carry their their team through a a round and whatnot. And, uh, you know, one thing I would say is that point point guard play does traditionally – we, we associate with being really important in March. So you could, you could kind of circle that uh, as something, you know, Illinois is missing obviously, but mm-hmm. um, they, they do check a lot of boxes. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Mason says, hate to be a downer after a huge win, but go ahead. Do you Mason? Uh, I think it's important to bring up the fact that Illinois struggles against the press, which could lose them big games. Yeah. It, it's, it's a weakness of this team. Hopefully Moretti can help solve. Derek, what's your expectations for Nico Moretti? We had a conversation about this at some point during the game. Yeah, um, it's hard. Like, I I think that he is a different piece. He's a different piece than what you have. He's a pure playmaker. Uh, he's a guy that was playing well prior to getting hurt. The context is he was playing well against Valpo and Southern. Uh, yes, yeah, some of it was in practice, too, uh, based on what I had been hearing. And, and they were ready to give him a shot in the rotation. But we still, to this point, have seen – Really nothing in terms of him against a high major team, him against legit competition, and now he's he's still in a boot. He's coming. He's gonna have to come off of this foot injury and get find a rhythm and everything. So, uh, I, I would say the essence of it is my expectations are are pretty low um, because I still worry about the defense. I still have to see it against more legit competition, and uh, I, I think it'd be great to get him back sometime in January if you do get him in the. Get him some minutes, especially in games where you're you have some leads and can, can feel comfortable and see what you have there. Even if it's just a just a a piece that you can throw out there as a if if you're not breaking down, you know the defense getting in the lane. He's a, he, he's a breaking like break glass in case of emergency guy. Like that yeah. that's how I think he would be. Uh, Luke Goody when he came back from that injury, I thought expectations were a little too high. Now he played well towards the end of the year. Was one of the only guys who could make shots in that NCAA tournament game. But like I, I just think it's unfair to expect that of a guy who's never done it and then has an injury and then has to come back and all that. Like I don't think he's fixing your point guard problem this year. No, yeah, that'd be really hard to do. I mean, he does he doesn't have any experience. Uh, we've seen him make good decisions with the ball, but again, like it's it's going to get a lot harder to make those decisions in the Big Ten uh, when he ultimately does come back, and uh, and I think he can get attacked defensively. But he was getting he was getting uh, put a, putting a spotlight on in Spain. Like you, you watch on Sp- the Spain game and just uh, what what it sounded like it's been. Like he's a guy that's still pretty pretty thin, not the most athletic. Uh, and look, I I think he's shown some encouraging things, but expecting i think some of the expectations have gotten a little a little heightened just because of the need for point guard and seeing some things against low major teams but that uh the idea of moretti is almost taken on a little bit too much but and again we'll we'll have to see once he gets back yeah maybe maybe if he comes back it's just my expectation is not that high of some other people dan we'll wrap it up with you fun question did aj red have the best one-on-one breakdown layup of any line i walk on in recent memory 
the bench was so pumped for oh, AJ man. Red. In case people missed it, got the yeah, the, broke him down off the dribble, finished through contact. Like the bench was so pumped for him, man. Uh, after he made that, so it was a great moment. Like you love those moments, and, and I think he's gonna remember that the rest of his life. His teammates will remember it for a long time. So that was cool to see uh, late in that blowout. It's a really good move, man. Like you said, like being able to oh. kind of have that. That turn the corner, almost like scoop layoff off the scoop layup off the glass, and uh, maybe we can dial up with Tulip and see if he's got uh, a rebuttal or anything. But uh, yeah, I mean that was that was a play, and they they've said around, hey, AJ Red's got some game, and and yeah, that's the former best. student manager. I mean, it's a former yeah. student manager doing that. True. So um, yeah, it's funny how you know Terrence Shannon could. Which number one, Ty Rogers almost ruined somebody's Christmas by uh, that tip dunk would have been fabulous, but uh, that would have been a moment, man. That would have been a moment. Like they, they, the roof would have came off this building. But as big as of so, as some plays can be within the you know the, the heart of a game, the the bench reaction almost is is never topped than when they you're in the mid you know at the end of a blowout and a walk on makes a, a shot. That's great. And again, that's a team that. It feels like a team that you know that loves each other and it is is uh is bought in so it's it's easy when it's when it's winning but that's what they're doing right now they're playing really well and, and they deserve to, to be feeling good holy cow tim from japan merry christmas you keep me going 50 dollar um super chat here thank you tim merry christmas guys um yeah that's awesome tim we appreciate the support all the way from japan hoping we keep you guys a little bit closer to your program that's what we love to do awesome. uh, boy we we got we got plenty more coming tim for all you guys that that support us joy wagner has a heater of a feature uh coming out on, on terrence shannon he, he did so well with this caught up with shannon uh one-on-one Tim Anderson one-on-one. You guys know when Joey sinks his uh, teeth into a feature, it's fantastic stuff. So that's coming out in the morning. I had to hold him off tonight, Derek. Just just back in. Yeah, he's chopping at the bit. Let people simmer on this one. No, he, he should be. He's, and, he's I mean, I, I get it. It's good. It's good no, stuff. And it's uh, really it was good. super timely. Super timely. So uh, <laughs> yeah, had to, ter- to Terrence yeah, for having that performance after Joey talked to him yesterday. So, uh, yeah, so, so cool. You guys are going to love that. Yeah, we got that coming up. We got plenty of football content coming up throughout the next week. We're going to take a few days off for the uh, holidays, but we got basketball content coming out of this, Derek. Uh, well, player grades, you're going to focus on the, the connectivity of this team. I know Joey's working on a piece right now as well, and we'll have that Shannon piece out tomorrow. So plenty of stuff coming up for you guys for the holidays. But we appreciate you guys bragging rights. When we get down to St. Louis, it surely feels like the holidays are here, uh, and that win certainly We'll have people cheery, uh, the Atlanta fans cheery around the holidays. So everybody have a great holidays. We'll catch up afterwards, take a few days off with our families, but we'll have plenty of content at Atlanta Inquirer. Uh, for all you guys, almost 500 people watching this live on YouTube, we love you, man. Hit the like button on the way out. Subscribe to us. Hit the notifications bell. Really appreciate all you guys' support. The super chats today, awesome. We appreciate that as well, guys. Uh, and give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts as well. But everybody have a great night. Take care of each other. I know you're having a great night after that performance. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Online Choir Podcast. Bye, everybody. Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. 
Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Rated PG 13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.